the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Happy Tuesday. I was born on a Tuesday, as you guys who were here last week heard. So Tuesdays are sometimes difficult days. But I'm hoping today will be a day of, of great things happening. I have expectations of, of wonderful things happening. I try and get up every single day and expect for everything to go right, knowing that not everything will. But looking for good, again, is the true definition of the word love. Looking for good is, is, I guess, a noble idea, isn't it? So I try to get up every day, and when, when my feet hit the floor, I try to be thankful that that happened, <laughs> that I got another day, I was given another day, another opportunity. And, and so I approach it as such. Today, today's been a little bit of a test. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Today is a, a bit of a struggle. But as Miley Cyrus taught us, it's about the climb, isn't it? No, I'm not going to quote Miley Cyrus again. But we have, we have a fresh opportunity to kick off a show and uh, talk about what's going on in the world and point out some things that are wrong point out some things that are right, and uh, hopefully share with each other some of the good stuff. So here's what I'd like to do. I'd like, I'd like you to be part of the, the good stuff. I'd like you to be part of um, helping us spread the word of freedom and liberty, free speech, free expression of your religion. And you do that by connecting to this show. And a couple of ways you can do it. You can do it via the phone, which the phone lines are open. 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. You can connect with me on Twitter, as so many of you do, at StuntBrain on Twitter. And um, those of you who have the email address and have emailed in the past, that's always the direct way to get to me, but there are days when there are 200-plus emails in that in- inbox, so I don't always get to those. But that email address, mopelka at theblaze.com, mopelka at theblaze.com. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on what's going on with Washington and the healthcare discussion, because it's just the GOP right now, and basically it's Heller, Johnson, Collins, and, and Rand Paul. And those are the ones who are, are telling the White House, they're not going to vote for this bill. There's no way in hell they can. And every time I see one senator say, hey, I might be able to get to yes if they do this, this, and this, I wonder who on the other side of that senator is going to say, well, now you just pushed it into a no column for me. Because one of the analogies we've made about this, this negotiation is the GOP healthcare bill is kind of like a balloon that's not filled all the way. 
maybe a water balloon. But when you squeeze it on one end, it changes the shape of the balloon and stuff goes to the other end and causes more stress and strain on that end. So we shall see. There's a big luncheon happening today, the uh, weekly luncheon that they all get together and discuss what their agenda is. The GOP will meet, and I'm sure Chucky Schumer's having his meeting as well. There's also the story that we've kind of alerted the Syrians that if they, if they um, make another gas attack or prepare to make another gas attack, that we will respond militarily. We will get to that. Uh, there is also um, a story that the CEO of Amtrak, Wick Moonman, I think that's his name, Moonman, he's out, and Richard Anderson, a former airline executive, is coming in. I wonder if Amtrak would run itself like a, uh, an airline. I wonder if Amtrak would take the same approach the United States private airline companies would do if they could turn a profit. I think there's too much legacy freight saddled on top of those, um, those Amtrak numbers to ever get them out from under the hole they're in. There used to be private rail in America for passengers. We still have it for commercial transportation, but we don't have it for private citizens uh, to travel, no passenger rail. So uh, I'm wondering if they can make it happen. Amtrak loses money for every beer it sells. Can you imagine the losses for everything else? Every beer Amtrak sells, according to a report I read, loses money. That's stupid. That's just like New York City. When New York City had an off-track betting program, you used to be able to go into these betting parlors all over New York and place wagers on horse races because horse racing had, had kind of died. And I think it was in the 60s they created, or in the early 70s, they created OTB, off-track betting. And they were basically little storefronts with wagering windows in neighborhoods all around the five boroughs and eventually on Long Island. And OTB was a gambling parlor. And the one that was in my neighborhood... When we lived in Manhattan on the, um, on the east side of the city, not far from the U.N., the one in my neighborhood was just uh, a mess. It was just a bunch of guys, mostly guys, 95% men in there with their racing forms and their cigarettes or cigars. And none of them looked like they had won anything, but they were in there every day. And there was always a crowd in there, a decent crowd. And when and, and OTB, off-track betting, ran for many years, and then a very, very liberal Democrat by the name of David Dinkins took over New York City, was elected mayor of New York City, and he appointed one of his friends to be head of OTB, patronage job, and she, of course, appointed some of her friends to be her helpers, and in no time, OTB was bankrupt. And so... Eventually, the people of New York said, no, we're not going to put up taxpayer dollars to fund the gambling addiction of a bunch of losers, especially if it's losing money. Can you imagine the only gambling establishment in the country losing money? 
I'm not talking about casinos that go bankrupt because they built palaces, as Trump did with the Taj Mahal. But I'm talking about just regular gambling operations. There are, there are bookies that can't go bankrupt just because the way the, the system is set up. But only New York City was capable of doing that. Only New York was capable of creating such a corrupt organization that they could not even make a nickel on gambling. Well, now we have Amtrak, which for 45 years now, maybe even longer, has been operating its 40 different lines all over the country, supported by you and me, all taxpayer funded. And the fares are still overpriced and they still lose money on virtually every single route they run. Every single one. So uh, I'm thinking if we would get some private thinking into Amtrak. So Richard Anderson, I don't know who you are. I know you have 25 years in the airline business. And in that 25 years, I'm sure you experienced ups and downs. I'm sure you saw positives and negatives. I certainly would hope he can bring some of that thinking, some of that brilliance that uh, we've seen because the airlines seem to be making money. But uh, not Amtrak. Losing money every in the hundreds of millions of dollars. So while uh, Bernie and, and uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chucky Schumer are all salivating and frothing about the speculations of the CBO on how many people will lose insurance or might lose insurance and then will certainly die because they're going to lose their insurance over the next 20 years. We know for certain Amtrak is going to continue to lose money as long as it's a government-run property. I'm just, just making a comparison here. And if Amtrak, something as simple as a train that goes from one station to the next, and you pretty much know how many people are going to be on it, can't make money, can you imagine what something as complicated as healthcare is going to be once you put it in the hands of the government? Oh, that's right. We've seen it for the last six years, haven't we? we seven years, I'm sorry. We've been privileged enough to enjoy Obamacare. And it's just getting warmed up, people. Yeah, I'm a little ticked off about today. I got a couple issues to discuss. Um, checking over the show and what's going to happen today, I have a really important story to point out. I, I have requested some interviews with some very famous people. Um, the author and White House correspondent, yeah, he's a... He's a friend of ours, author and White House correspondent Fred Lucas will be joining us at the top of the next hour. He's got something interesting, kind of a bonus chapter to Fred's 2016 book, Tainted by Suspicion. What a great book about the weird elections in our history. Fred's going to be joining us. Another famous voice we requested to join us on the show today Um you might know him from the movie business. Uh, his name is John Cusack. Mr. Cusack, uh, a famous liberal. I think he was a Bernie Sanders guy in the early days. 
So uh, I, I've reached out to John Cusack's personal agent to see if he wants to talk about something, because I have something I would like to discuss with him. And um, so, But I don't know. So uh, Fred Lucas is on the confirmed. Uh, Billy Hallowell was going to join us, but he's now on the maybe Wednesday list. And um, Lawrence Jones, the third, you know, Lawrence Jones, I don't think he's ever coming on this show. You know, we've asked and he came on last week because I mistakenly said Lawrence Jones when I met Lawrence Taylor talking about a, a, a criminal case. It was an accident, innocent. But I don't think Lawrence Jones will be on the show today. We'll see. I think he's got other things to do. I think there's a I think I think. Somebody's got a podcast he needs to do. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we'll get, to, um, we'll get to my story on John Cusack just around the corner. That and uh, there's some crazy stories. I told you about the town that elected the dog. We have a dog, a lobster, a fountain, and a town that doesn't know which way it's going. Seriously. And we'll deal with that just around the corner on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Puro Pelka on this fabulous Tuesday here in the Northeast anyway. It's a terrific day here. We are going to uh, touch them all today, as they say. But yesterday, if you were here yesterday, you heard me mention a new sponsor. Very excited to welcome a new sponsor to Puro Pelka, to The Blaze. Uh, Doc's got them on the morning blaze. It's a company called Health IQ. And if you want to know more, Go to healthiq.com slash the blaze, healthiq.com slash the blaze or just blaze. Both will work. It's a life insurance company. I should have made that a little more clear yesterday. I said insurance, but this is a life insurance company. I've been looking to pick up more life insurance just to be smart, you know, and these guys are doing something that is so innovative and interesting, it is basically saying we have found insurance companies who understand and respect people who are health conscious. So if you're health conscious, then you are going to have a better rate. If you are someone who knows uh, what you should be doing and does it, the insurance company is going to look at you and base their rates on things different than, say, just your age, your gender and your marital status. But it's a, it's a really cool program, and I'm going through it right now. So I encourage you, if you're considering health insurance, I can tell you based on my interview with the company and my test that I took, it's a, it's a written test online. Based on my interview with the company, they found me a really great rate on a 10-year term life insurance policy. So good, I jumped on it and said, come on, let's get this going. Let's move this along. So I have a a meeting with their representative at my home this week. I don't have to go anywhere. So simple. Go to healthiq.com slash blaze. Healthiq.com slash blaze. 
You can see what they're doing. They'll show you what their mission is about, is to help healthy people who understand that their, their health footprint and their knowledge of, of their own personal health is uh, going to be valuable in how you get life insurance. So check it out. And I, again, I'll deal them all face up here. You'll see everything that, that I'm talking about. And uh, I hope you'll understand why, why we're excited about it. Now, I have written to a couple of big agents out in uh, Hollywood. I've written to some big PR people in Hollywood because um, yesterday, I think it was yesterday. No, the day before, Monday, just before, just before Tuesday. It was almost, almost midnight Monday night. The actor John Cusack tweeted something that said, message for Trump, message for Trump, you're dead, get yourself buried. Now, it's, it's a picture of a castle, or actually, I, I know this is a church, those are crosses on the top of those, uh, top of those parts of the building. You're dead, get yourself buried. Is that a threat to the president? Does this follow along with what we're seeing from uh, Marcella Arguello? Does this follow along with what we've seen from Kathy Griffin? Does this follow along with what we heard from uh, Johnny Depp in Scotland last week? Should the Secret Service, as, um, as one commentator from Fox announced, should the Secret Service open an office in Hollywood and just be there all the time so these guys could just stop by? Maybe we have a drive through lane. But I would like John Cusack to explain this because this tweet appeared and then was suddenly deleted with no further explanation. But Todd Starnes from Fox saved it. And I appreciate Todd Starn saving this tweet because I think it's important for us to uh, to talk about it. I will post it on my Twitter account at StuntBrain. I'll post it online and, and we can have a discussion about it if you'd like. I, I respect everyone's right to speak freely. But I also think you have to understand that in an era of extremely heated rhetoric that has led some people to try and assassinate multiple members of Congress and, and God knows how many attempts on the president's life have been thwarted. John Cusack, do you really think this is a good idea? You're perfectly welcome to keep doing it, but I just want you to answer the question. Is this a good idea, sir? We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're 
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It is, uh, you know, it's, it's just after 1230 here on the East Coast. And I have written to John Cusack's manager, agent type person and his press people. His press people are traveling today, so I don't anticipate a response from that, that group. But I did write to his, his manager, agent-type person. He's with a big agency, one of those really big ones out in Hollywood. He's a name. He's a guy that everybody knows. And I do believe, if I go back and check, we will see that John Cusack was, uh, I think he might have been a Bernie Sanders supporter. If anybody knows differently, go ahead and holler at me. But I posted the tweet that John Cusack put online, yet another Hollywood liberal saying something about the president that I think should disturb you. He's perfectly fine to say it. You just have to understand that you might get a little time with some Secret Service agents. We can't be stirring up news like, you know, this kind of this kind of stuff. I was going to say stirring up something else, and I stopped myself. I'll get back to this in a minute. There is a story that, uh, thank God, one of you in the vast and unpaid resource department tweeted to me. We have, um, we have some breaking news out of uh, Alabama. The Redstone Arsenal in Alabama is currently on lockdown. We're hearing there's an active shooter situation. We have no other information other than that. An active shooter situation in Huntsville, Alabama, at the Redstone Arsenal. If, uh, if anything breaks in this area, we will let you know. But it looks like it looks like they got the place pretty much uh, totally shut down, as a matter of fact. Right now, nothing else on it. But, but my question here, and God forbid this is somebody, somebody to see, uh, to, to ask, is it okay is it okay, John Cusack, to be saying stuff like this when you have people like the, like the jack wagon who went and shot up a, a baseball practice, nearly killed one congressman, nearly killed one member of the Capitol Police Force, and thank God all the people injured, all five people injured, are going to survive. But is it, is it smart, John Cusack, for you to use your celebrity this way? I really would like to know. And that's the question I just want to ask John Cusack. I don't, I don't need him to uh, try and convert me to liberalism or to his Bernie Sanders-like socialist thinking. Although I wonder, I wonder how much of the spoils of his career John Cusack has um, shared with others, with his fans. I wonder... I wonder what is uh, what is John Cusack's net worth? He's certainly not he's not an A-lister, but he's he's well known. So if we were to punch the name John Cusack into the celebrity net worth calculator and see uh, see what comes up, I, I'm I'm thinking it's got not going to be the the massive numbers you see for a, a Brad Pitt or a Jennifer Aniston. But let me tell you. John Cusack, a guy who grew up not far from where I grew up in the near north side suburbs of Chicago, 
is uh, credited in celebrity net worth to be to be sitting on a $40 million net worth. So John Cusack is comfortable. He's probably doing okay. We're not going to have any, any, um, any telethons for John Cusack. But, but Mr. Cusack, if you're a follower of Bernie Sanders or even of Hillary Clinton, um, how much have you donated to the cause? I wonder. We'll check. But is it okay? Would you have been happy? Would you have been silent, John Cusack, if someone had said the same thing about Barack Obama? Barack Obama, you're dead. Get yourself buried. Would that be okay? I posted a tweet right now that has a, that has a poll connected to it. I'd love you to participate in it. I'd absolutely love you to give me your opinion so that if and when John Cusack does decide to join the conversation, that uh, we can tell him, hey, this is what this audience thinks. Maybe you're not the same in terms of politics, but John Cusack, this is what one group of the public thinks, and they buy movie tickets. They buy a lot of movie tickets. So is it wise for you to do that? Mr. Cusack. Is it smart for you to do that? I don't know. Uh, and if you didn't think it was a bad idea, would you, would you explain why you deleted it? Zombie Nixon on Twitter responded, gee, it's almost like Hollywood doesn't want my money anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You have to wonder that. And, um, this one you're going to have to help me on. At Stacyu Sigda, which is probably something backwards. I didn't pay attention. Uh, Stacyu Sigda tweets, is he referring to his own career? Well done. Well said. I see what you did there. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. See, I, I think Cusack's a really good actor. I, I find him to be always intense on screen, and I think, he, I think he gives a great performance. I don't think he thinks about what he's doing politically. I don't think he fully understands the implications of posting something like this on the heels of the comments made by his Hollywood compadre. And by after following up on not just uh, Johnny Depp, but following up on uh, N N Griffin, Kathy Griffin. And more. How many more is it going to take? How many more is it going to take? And then let's go to theblaze.com and see that, yes, there, there is further stuff from um, Meathead. Rob Reiner, who is not a dummy, but Rob Reiner, again, another liberal who only sees the world through his rose-colored, privileged liberal glasses. Another guy who is a Mercedes Maoist. A guy who has his, but doesn't want anybody who's a Republican to get theirs. A guy who will support, and I do believe he supported Hillary Clinton very heavily. Very heavily. You also see the story um, that, that we posted yesterday, that we talked about yesterday. The audio is, uh, is up on, online. It was up, uh, I believe, over the weekend about the Bill Nye writer who's fine with old-ass conservative white men dying for the sake of gun control, the tweet that's gone now. We talked about it last week. 
Um, and she now is telling people this was an update from two days ago after she deleted the tweet when we brought it up. I'm sorry I haven't been tweeting. Oh, yes, Twitter was about to crumble because you haven't been tweeting. I'm sorry I haven't been tweeting. I have a barrage of death threats to sift through. It's like Valentine's Day all over again. Okay, pretty good line. But she also said, between the death threats and the weak insults, my faves were the unintentional compliments like Frank Zappa in drag and an extra in Mr. T movie, which, yeah, I could see that. I could see both of those, but I'm still not going to give these people a pass on calling for the president of the United States or members of Congress or conservative white guys to be targeted just because we think differently than you. Guess what that makes you? That makes you ISIS. Because we think differently than you and you want us dead. You share something in common with ISIS now, don't you? Would you look at that? Am I going too far? Is it too much of a reach? Tell me. 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. Are you seeing more or less of this, this threatening rhetoric? Is it diminishing or is it increasing? For my money, it sure feels like it's increasing. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, we still don't have any update on uh, the situation in Alabama, whether or not it is an active shooter going on. But we will keep you posted. We will watch it. I'm sure if there's an update, the top of the hour news might have it. If not, we'll be here after we break for the top of the hour. We're also scheduled to talk to White House correspondent Fred Lucas, former Blaze White House correspondent. He's since changed you know those guys they move around a lot uh fred's the author of uh, a couple of books but the one that was a lot of fun about the election tainted by suspicion he has a new addendum to that book and i think it's available for just electronic download for mere pennies i'm sure and we'll talk to fred about that plus i want to get his opinion on the no camera press conferences I want to pick Fred's brain on this one. I also want to ask him about his new glasses. I'm a geek. I noticed these things. Uh, and I have to say hello to uh, Diana Johnson, who uh, responded to my rant about John Cusack and his tweet to the president, the message to President Trump, you're dead, get yourself buried. Uh, Diana writes, John Cusack needs to remember that it may not always be appropriate to, quote, say anything, close quote. I see what you did there. Very nicely done, Ms. Johnson. We appreciate you being out there in the audience. Uh, also, 
I want to get a hold of Rand Paul on this topic because I know Rand Paul is probably one of the strongest guys about making sure that our our personal freedoms are maintained. Rand Paul is the guy that uh, I, I think is is the best at understanding individual liberty and making sure that we don't have um, we don't have the government with its nose inside us forever and ever and ever. And there's a story on theblaze.com right now from uh, my colleague Trey Goins Phillips just went up about 30 minutes ago. And it talks about the fact that the TSA could be looking through your books the next time you travel. Seriously. How, how do you feel about that? A new uh, bag check system is being tested right now that um, would be requiring all of, all of the travelers to place all of their reading materials into an open bin for scanning. Now, why are they doing that? So far, it's only happening in Boston, Phoenix, and Detroit. But um, you're now going to get TSA agents flipping through your books. I'm just wondering, why? Why is that happening? And are you going to be embarrassed by the books you're reading? Um, not me. Uh, and this is just another case, I think, for for uh, using Kindles or electronic readers on your tablet computers. Another argument for that. But if you, you may like the feel of a book. My wife likes to hold a book in her hands and flip the pages. There are people who also believe it's better for your eyes. But now, if you are going to be going through the TSA check-in line and you might have some racy material... Are you going to be embarrassed? Is that copy of Fifty Shades of Grey going to be embarrassing you? We'll see. It's, it's a little disturbing. And the ACLU is obviously going to get involved in this. And I just want to know where Rand Paul stands on this. Because I think, I think Rand Paul, again, one of the best defenders of what we're up to. But why is the TSA doing this? Why is this now suddenly a thing? Are we worried about bad literature getting into the country? Well, I think that 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 race is already over. There's already plenty of bad literature here. Oh, Jesus. Uh, And I wonder, will TSA PreCheck exclude you from this? Because right now, TSA PreCheck, you don't have to take your belt off, your shoes off. You only have to take off an outer jacket when it's wintertime. If you're wearing a sport coat, you need not take it off. So I'm just wondering, will this only be for the people in the regular checkout, or will this also affect TSA PreCheck? If anybody knows, thank you. Join us at Stunt Brain. Tell me what you think. Uh, I did post the poll, too, about uh, John Cusack. You can... You can jump on that and tell us uh, what you think about the John Cusack tweet that he has now slid away from the comment. Uh, and um, thanks to our buddy Kelly at the, uh, at the Blaze Beehive, who said that, yes, John Cusack did, in fact, endorse Bernie Sanders. It was uh, a matter of record in the last election. 
So um, just like the guy who shot up the baseball field and then almost killed Steve Scalise, another Bernie Sanders endorser. Coincidence? I think not. We'll be right back with my buddy Fred Lucas. Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.